You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Astros fans doing the wave. It's become pretty prevalent here at the ballpark. Seems like a lot of people get upset with the wave. Kind of the traditionalist, maybe. You know, I used to be one of those people really? that would get annoyed at it. But, you know, the, the longer I'm around the game, the more I'm like, hey, people come to the ballpark to have fun. That's exactly right. And if people, some ideas people, some people's idea of fun is to do the wave, and so be it. You don't have to get up. Here's my deal is uh -huh. for a long time, I, you know, mascots kind of bugged me, you know, as a minor leaguer, and you see all these mascots until I had kids. And I saw my kids fall in love. They couldn't take their eyes off of the mascots, and they wanted to hug them and touch them. And it made me really start to appreciate them more. And if the kids are, are happier at the ball games, it's better for everybody. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, your perspective on mascots change when you when you have kids. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah. The Astros have the best, I think. 2-1 pitch is fouled off toward the dugout. Yeah, Orbit does a great job. He's phenomenal. See him entertaining a bunch of kids right now. About six rows past the, the Padres dugout, man. There's kids everywhere. The same thing with, with the wave. It's kind of maybe corny. I think a lot of kids love to stand up in their seats and see everybody do it in unison. Yeah. Here's a 2-2. Tipped foul in and out of the glove of Hedges. Fisher stays alive. There's two outs. Astros lead four to one. And get ready, Robert. The waves come and stand up. All right. All right. We did it. That's your overtraining for the day, Steve. Yeah, I'm a little out of wind now. Can you take over? <laughs> Robert Ford, Steve Sparks on your radio, the Houston Astros radio network. Here comes the 2-1 to Stassi. And that is hit high in the air and deep to left field. And you can kiss it goodbye. Off the community leader signs, a three-run home run for Max Stassi. And the Astros go up three to nothing. Stassi with his first home run of the year. It's been 118 plate appearances for the Astros since they had their last extra base hit. It couldn't have come at a better time. Finally, the slider hanging on the inner third, and Stassi takes care of it. This is another Astros podcast. As soon as Stassi hit it, he went into his home run truck. That's how well it was struck. And we're talking with the guy who caught Charlie Morton today, our player of the game, Max Stassi. And, Max, you didn't just catch Charlie Morton. You gave him some run support, too, with a three-run home run in the fifth inning. That had to feel good, not just for you personally, but for the team because you guys were really struggling to get something going against Tyson Ross. Absolutely. You know, Tyson was really effective down in the zone, and I was just looking for something up there, and, and uh, I got the pitch I wanted to hit and, and made the most of it. Max, you're starting to find something with your stroke. You hit a couple of homers in spring training. Big three-run homer. That was the difference in this ball game. How are you feeling? feel pretty good you know it, it's uh, an unbelievable feeling to help out your team you know especially when you you contribute in that way and and uh, it's awesome you caught Charlie Morton today gave up just an unearned run over over six innings 
I mean, Charlie Morton can't be the easiest guy in the world to catch with as much as his ball moves, but, man, is his stuff electric. Oh, it's unbelievable. Charlie Morton, in my eyes, is, is one of the most underrated guys in this game. You know, he's got a 99-mile-an-hour sinker, a wipeout curveball. He's got a cutter. You know, he can elevate. He can track velocity, add velocity. So he's, uh, he's something special, and uh, all his pitches are working. Well, Max, it's a great start. You guys have won eight out of the first ten. Did you pack your, your long undies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got those uh, those in there, and then I'm going to probably wear a face mask, too. So we'll be ready to roll. Might want to take a Snuggie on this trip, too, bro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Max, congratulations on the home run and on the victory. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Charlie Morton out of the ball game after six innings of one-run ball. That was an unearned run. Morton was fantastic once again. ERA still zero after six shutout innings at the home opener. Just giving up this unearned run here. Now 12 innings, no earned runs for Morton and, and striking out seven along the way today. Third straight game, an Astro starter has struck out at least seven. And Brad Peacock is on to try and get the final three outs. The 0-2. Outside with the slider, but he couldn't hold on the swing, says Jim Wolf at first. Margot goes down, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros take two out of three from San Diego, winning this afternoon by a final score of four to one as the Astros are eight and two. That eight and two joins the 1972 Houston Astros squad as the only two teams to win the first eight out of ten to start the season. What a what a start. Way to what a hangover. <laughs> yeah, his breaking ball was really good today. And I think he was able to rescue himself out of some some tough circumstances and tough spots. We turned a big double play for him. We, um, you know, we did a, a couple different things that uh, he he did. But just he has such elite stuff across the board that he can go to different pitches. Today it was the breaking ball. Last week it was he threw a few more splits or change ups or whatever. And and um, he's got a lot of a lot of weapons in his arsenal. So. Um, he's able to stay under control with that. I know he lost his command late in the in his outing as he started to get a little more fatigued, but um, all in all, it was a really good outing by Charlie. It wasn't our best series offensively, but that was a big swing, and on a day that um, we didn't have a ton going, any opportunity we had was really just that inning, and we took uh, we took care of it with two big swings with Stassi and Reddick. Why was George He reported a little bit of leg... Um, Soreness and and I reacted accordingly. He's completely fine. He probably should have stayed in the game. And um, if we didn't have Jake on the bench as an elite center fielder, I probably wouldn't have done it. But uh, I wasn't going to take any chances when he when he said he was a little he stiffened up on the um, the infield single that he had. Um, I just took him out. So he fought me like you expect him to, and he should be able to play tomorrow. So it was planned to DH him tomorrow anyway. Brett Peacock does another great job out of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. Is it fair for us to assume that we're going to the games a lot this season? We'll see. I've got to come to all the games if you want to see what happens at the end. So we'll we'll see how it, how it goes. Giles was down today. So the way the game mapped out, I was going to use Peacock anywhere from the 6th to the ninth. So I don't know what the end of game means to you, but to me it means when, when we're winning, you're going to see him a lot, yes. How rare is it to have a guy very rare uh, and it's a great a great <laughs> weapon for me to have where you're completely comfortable going to him early for a little bit of length if you need or uh, going to him for the last three outs of the game that was you know he's done that a couple times now it's just rare for him to be able to stay as composed as he is and not really get caught up in anything I mean that's uh, Brad Peacock in a nutshell is kind of his 
his demeanor is one of his strengths. His pitches are obviously his strength. He pitches to the game plan extremely well. So to, to be um, equally dominant on on in both roles is pretty pretty unique. Twins are really good, and it, it could be a miserable day tomorrow. It's just one of those things you just write the next chapter and you find out a little bit more about your team, or do you already know? I know a lot about our team. I don't think the weather tomorrow or playing any particular team is going to uh, increase or decrease my love for this team. I, I think our the, the elements are going to be horrible. So it's just cold. I mean, there's no way around it. And we'll have to, to play. If they tell us to play, we're going to play. But um, I'll like our team after the series, no matter whether we like playing in the cold or don't like playing in the cold. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.